Hi guys, this is Jake Parker. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Fit podcast, where it's my job to help you apply knowledge that is both scientific and practical into your own life to maximize your physique development and your overall body, as well as your mind. The combination of these two things is what makes you Beyond Fit. Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Mindset Monday on the Beyond Fit podcast. This podcast is called Do This for Better Results in the Gym and in Life. So I've recently started reading Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and it's all about how to effectively organize your life. He refers to the word lifestyle design, and what he does a lot is refer to effectiveness versus efficiency. And that's what I want to talk about today, the emphasis on effectiveness versus efficiency. So what does that mean? Being effective means doing the right things, whereas being efficient just means doing something well. There's a quote by Tim Ferriss that I really like, and it goes, doing something unimportant well does not make it important. And then there's another quote by Peter Drucker, where he says, there is nothing so useless as doing efficiently what should not be done at all. So I think that the most obvious place where this is relevant is when you talk about in the gym. So as we know, it is almost always going to be better for our goals, for our physique goals to prioritize weightlifting or some sort of strength or resistance training over cardio. So if you're really efficient, at running a mile, running two miles, running a half marathon, a marathon, whatever it is, that's great. And if that's your goal at the time, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to get the best looking muscular, lean, strong physique possible, then being efficient at cardio is not going to really help you along with that. Being effective would mean going in and having a plan in the gym, knowing what you want to do, knowing what your weekly, monthly, even yearly goals are, and making sure that you're doing something that's consistent and in line with what it is that you want. So for example, the two of the biggest things that really clicked for me as far as um, really redefining how I go about building my body, which I've talked about before, are compound weightlifting and progressive overload. So making sure you have the big lifts, um, not even necessarily, I, I posted about this in my story the other day. Um, there was a post from Brad Schoenfeld where he had basically like a meme, I guess you'd call it, uh, where he said, these are the lifts that everyone needs to do to get jacked. And there, there's none. That's the joke is there's, there's no jokes that everyone needs to do. There's no jokes, excuse me. There's no lifts that everybody needs to do. But um, there is some tenets that we all have to follow. We have to do compound weightlifting movements, which means involving multiple muscle joints in a movement. So presses can be anything from bench press to shoulder press to dumbbell shoulder press to um, incline barbell press, incline dumbbell press, you know, it takes on all these different forms, but these are all compound weightlifting movements. And when you pair that with progressively overloading the movement, whether that be getting stronger, getting more reps, getting more weight, um, being able to do the same weight at a slower tempo, being able to do the same amount of reps and weight with less rest in between, whatever that is, we have to stick to these core tenets of progressively overloading the muscle and making sure, usually I like to say at least three-fourths of the lifts that you're doing are compound weightlifting movements, but that's not necessarily the end-all be-all. 
but just making sure that you're not an example of like prioritizing efficiency over effectiveness, which is what we're trying to avoid here would be like, Oh, you know, I always really nail my bicep curls or my tricep push down first thing in my workout. It's like, okay, well I could, I know I, maybe you are doing those really well. And, but that's just not really what matters. If say this is like a push workout, um, if you're going to go do your bench press after this and you're weaker in your triceps, cause you've been hitting these tricep extensions first thing, well then that's not going to be effective overall. That might be efficient in the way that you do the triceps extensions, but it's not an effective overall workout in getting the body that we want. I think that a lot of times we just optimize the wrong thing. So for the example I thought of here, think if you're going to buy a new car and you're comparing you know, these two cars and one gets better miles to the gallon, you're looking for a car that gets good miles to the gallon, it's fuel efficient. Well, what's gonna help you out more? Getting this new car, maybe it's more expensive because it has better miles to the gallon. This is not necessarily a super technical example about cars, you know, not what I'm going for, but say you could either do that or you could find a shorter route to work or you could cut uh, one part out of your weekly commute. What would save you more in gas overall? Not getting a more efficient car, even though yes, that'd be nice, what would save you more fuel would be just driving less throughout the week, throughout the month and the year. And so the thing that I would compare to this is sleep. A lot of times I talk about optimizing your sleep. You wanna sleep in a cold, dark room. You wanna cut caffeine off at a certain time. You want to have a winding down routine. Um, you want to try to limit blue light and any artificial lights within the last half hour, hour to bed. There's a lot of things you can do to optimize your sleep. But before you do that, maybe look at how you can get an extra 30 minutes or an hour of sleep a night, because that's going to do tenfold what optimizing your, you know, six and a half hours of sleep is going to do um, versus like getting it up to seven and a half or something like that. That is going to be way more effective even though you know, you're not focusing on the efficiency of whatever part of the nightly routine or sleep hygiene uh, you were thinking about before. So I think that, I say that part of this is a lifestyle emphasis, a life optimization emphasis, because you can look at this in any area of your life. There's what's called the 80-20 principle that I often talk about when saying that you should eat about 80% whole natural foods and then 20% kind of whatever else you want. Uh, whether that's, I don't know, refined carbs, whether that's booze, whether that's, you know, fatty fried foods, whatever it is, 20%, a lot of people can stick to that. And I find that it helps with the level of compliance and it helps with the level of enjoyment in a diet. So think about other areas of your life where you can 80-20. Can you 80-20 things in your work? Are there 20% of the things that you're doing that make up about 80% of the results of the things that you do in work? Is there 20% of the things you do with your family that lead to about 80% of the enjoyment and connection that you guys have? It really does extend to all areas of your life, whether you talk about productivity or relationships, work, whatever it is. The last thing I want to end on here is just another kind of thought exercise for you guys. Um, a lot of us growing up in school, you know, especially you're listening to this podcast, you're a high performer. Um, a lot of us maybe were used to getting A's or mostly B's in school. And if we got like a C or even like a low B, maybe we wouldn't be that happy. But the cool thing about fitness is you really only have to average a C-ish to a B-ish to be in the 99th percentile of fitness, to have a great looking body that almost anyone would envy. You have to get about a C or a B average, getting most of the stuff right, more or less 70 to 85-ish percent of the time. 
myself, I'm very advanced in my physique and in my um, weightlifting and strength goals. But I probably get things right maybe in the low 80s of a percentage of the time uh, where I am not eating more than I should or eating the foods that I kind of wish I shouldn't or wish I wouldn't or, you know, skipping uh, a set here or there or not sleeping as optimally as I could, you know, whatever it may be, I probably get in the low 80s most of the time if I had to score myself. And with that sort of a score, you can have super, super elite fitness. You don't have to get an A. You don't have to get 100% an A plus to be super, super elite in your fitness and your body composition. And for that case, uh, in your mindset. So think about that kind of take it easier on yourself and look at where you can be effective and where you're being efficient, where it's just not really important, where it's just for efficiency's sake. Try not to be busy and optimizing things that really don't matter in the end. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the Beyond Fit podcast. If you would be so kind, please take 30 seconds out of your day and post a rating and review for the podcast. Additionally, you can follow me on Instagram. Both of those links are here in the show notes. Go ahead and tag me and screenshot when you're listening to the show and I'll be sure to share it and say thanks there.